0: If you feel like you're being attacked from all sides, with the enemy both out of reach and out of sight, then Psalm 11 is the psalm for you. David finds himself with the wicked bending their bows and ready to let loose at him. And David, he can't reach them. But they can certainly reach him. And what's more, we're told they shoot from the dark. David doesn't even know where this attack is coming from. And so verse 3 asks the question, When the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The wicked aren't just shooting at David. They're destroying the very foundations of an ordered and just society. So if David is being attacked from an unseen and unreachable enemy, and society is being turned upside down to where nobody will be able to do anything about the wicked, what is the righteous to do? Well, the one giving the warning to David gives this counsel in verse 1. Flee like a bird to the mountain. If you can't beat him, just run away. That is, don't be a light in the world. Don't try to stop it. You just hide out in a bunker somewhere, and you let the world go down its continuing death spiral while you can just moan and complain about how mean everybody is. And that's certainly an option that plenty of people choose in a world where good is counted as evil and evil for good. They just hunker down in their churches, they just watch the news, and they don't do anything to fix the problems they see, They just try to withdraw as much as they can from society, thinking that they're powerless. Having had a target on their back all their lives, it's just time to give up. But that's exactly what the wicked want you to do. They want you to stop being good. They want you to stop trying. They want to be able to attack the foundations of God's good creation uninterrupted and unopposed. If you want to get out of the way, you're making their day. And so David won't accept that answer. In verse 1, he tells us that God is his refuge. How could you ever tell me to run away? David stakes his confidence in God because of two key facts. The Lord is in his holy temple, and the Lord's throne is in heaven. Despite the apparent rule and power of the wicked, David still sees God in his temple. That means he hasn't left his people. He's still among them. And on top of that, he sees God's throne in heaven, which means it is above the world and all other powers unable to be reached by any arrow of the enemy. But if God is in charge, why doesn't he do something? David does assert that God's eyes are open, but when we look at him, all we can see are his closed eyelids. So what's the hang-up? David sees the moment of terror as a test. When the world's being turned upside down, and the only option you have is to flee, are you going to trust that God is still in charge? Are you going to stay true to his words or join in with the wicked? Are you just going to give up and just run away? Back to verse 3, what can the righteous do? Well, they can continue to trust in God like David did. Trust that his eyes do see the wicked and that he's going to punish them. Trust that his eyes see the righteous and that the upright will see God face to face.